Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. Today, we have the man behind the mic and behind the camera on the podcast. It's first time in front. What's up? Uh, Cesar Lorca. He's our media director. Pretty much all of the awesome content that we've been putting out. Well, not pretty much. All the awesome content we've been putting out has been either directly him or uh, the team that, that works under him. And uh, it's pretty cool to to see how much things have evolved. Uh, so thank you for being here on the podcast today. Uh, we're not really talking about too much media stuff. We're kind of just I'm also here. Around. You didn't even say I'm here. I mean, that's implied. Your no. face is the logo. The logo. <laughs> so <laughs> I think everyone knows Steffi's here. Um, but today's Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. That's how we sit here in, in Miami. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. I hope everybody is with their families, uh, either in person or if you're in some places in the world, if your family's more than 10 people, you're kind of shit out of luck. But uh, I hope you can do a Thanksgiving Zoom call or something like that. Anyways, don't forget to think about all the things you're thankful for today. That's what the whole holiday is about. Um, what are you thankful for? Fuck, man, everything. Everything. I'm thankful to be able to sit here and do this as part of my job. Talk about goofy stuff with my friends and fiance um, for hybrid, you know, and all the all the things we've been able to do with that in the last year. Thankful that we survived coronavirus. Coronavirus. That bitch is panicking. <laughs> Murder hornets. Murder oh. hornets. Um, uh, social unrest and all the other th crazy things that 2020 threw at us you know you can look at it glass half empty or half full the half full is we survived there all well, of it so far i mean the war's not over so hey so far so okay far, yeah you can only talk about what's happened so far but um yeah we talk about a lot of a lot of stuff on this podcast what do we cover racing school steffi boxing my return to sparring with her uh what else Flying squirrels, Fun. pageant uh, queens, pageant queens. Our, our the war we're with our neighbors. Oh my oh, yeah. god, the crescendo uh, story. That's epic, guys. Yeah. If you wanna, you wanna hear all about a, a the weirdest drug deal you've ever heard, <laughs> <laughs> then you're in the right place. But uh, as always, this podcast is sponsored by ghost strong equipment check them out at ghoststrongequipment.com or on instagram at ghoststrongequipment they make the best strength sport equipment in the league they're always improving they're always coming up with new stuff and if you can dream it up let them know and they'll build it for you they, they'll customize everything they're they really are the best and it's run by great people so check them out uh final final bit of housekeeping before we move on to the podcast as always make sure you tag us uh, screenshot the the episode you're listening to throw it up in your story tag us tag uh, hybrid unlimited uh and you'll automatically be entered to win uh an entire hybrid apparel drop and this drop that's coming out is the black friday drop so it's going to be an insane drop you definitely want to get that for free um yeah check out all our black friday deals our apparel the black friday apparel drops tomorrow at uh noon um, you know, that stuff's all going to sell it really quick. So make sure you check that out as soon as it hits 12 Eastern, which is real time. Not that Pacific stuff that, that people over there talk about on, on the West side. Um, yeah, other than that, check it out. We also have deals on training, nutrition, uh, courses, literally everything that we sell. Uh, we're doing some awesome Black Friday discounts for us. So check it all out. Um, and I think that's it. 
Yep, sit back, enjoy the podcast. So well, what I was about to say was that there's <laughs> there's some words. There's this game that he and I play where we, for some reason, get stuck on a word and right. we just try to like make it sound, make the same word sound in as many different ways as possible. So the one we were saying yesterday that I actually crushed you on that round uh-huh. uh, is, um, what was it? De- deli? Delicate? Yeah. What? Delicate. It was delicate. Wait. Yeah. Delicate. And then I was like, delicate And then oh, you yeah. were like. So you, you just try to pronounce all the syllables wrong or create new syllables out, out of a word. So you like as many different variations of the word as you can until you run out. And, uh, yeah, I don't know how we started playing that game. But it, it, it's yeah, so, so ridiculous. For, so, so, yo, I crushed delicate yesterday. Yeah, you did. Like, yeah. for example, delicate, delicate, <laughs> delicate. <laughs> this sounds so insane to anybody listening for sure yeah sorry about that but there's much there's better like that's a tough word to do yeah you know there, there's some words that have many many syllables and you can yeah we always we always can get wild with yeah those. we always play the don saladino one. Oh yeah we have a friend named don saladino and that one just works perfectly like do one so it's don saladino <laughs> um San Bernardino. San Pellegrino. What San Pellegrino. But that one's actually, that's different. That's yeah, a different that's a different game. game. That's a different game. That's just a weird one that we play <laughs> where we try to say something that matches the syllables right. and rhymes, Yeah, but is different. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. We have too much free time, apparently. Was this past five, well, five o'clock? Five o'clock? <laughs> this is all hours of the day. Yeah, yeah. Someone just says good. like a name or a word that's like catchy and then we just start riffing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird when you to say it out loud because this is these are all unspoken agreements to participate in these games like we never discussed the rules really until now and right. we never were like hey let's play this game right it's like very- one person just said something and then the next person said something back and it just happened right it, it's very much so like uh like life what we were talking about on the table the other day Explain. um about how as like hum as a human race, we just like start behaving in 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 ways socially based on like the feedback that we receive from other people, right? Uh-huh. And end up developing these very odd tendencies when you like dissect them and really think about them. Like the one that oh, we were talking. Your friend Alex had a really good. Yeah, one. like so the, like, like no, hey, hey, don't steal my story. <laughs> wait, hey, wait, 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 okay, hey, yeah, yeah. I thought you were deferring to me. Okay, did on. I? What made you, what about my body language made you think I was deferring it to you? Yo, you, oh. you have that habit on the YouTube video, like three times you're trying to steal the show, bro. Thank you. But, wow. but it was valuable and it was super enjoyable. Wow. True. Yeah. Hey, you know, you know what I am? He's just kissing I, your ass right now. <laughs> no, no. You know what? My dad does it too. It's, a, it's called story hijacking. Right. It's like get excited about what you're talking about. And then I, uh, I, I want to tell it my way, you know? <laughs> Jesus, dude, you're CEO of Story Hijacking. Yeah, I know. No, my dad is. I'm like, I'm like the vice president. (laughs) Yeah, for real. No, he does it to my mom all the time. It's the worst. I know. We've had that conversation with your dad. Yeah, (laughs) but I guess I picked it up. I guess it's hereditary. Right. So anyway, so we're talking about the weird tendencies that human beings develop with society and whatnot. And Alex, my friend, came up with this one or she brought this one up that I thought was so funny. He was like, you know, when you're like, 
walking on the street and you have your phone and like whatever, like you maybe you're using your GPS and you forget something at home. Nobody knows you forgot something at home, right? But for some reason, you have to make the expression of like, silly me, you know? <laughs> Forgot something. You're like yeah. in the middle of the mall. Like you could, you could, have, you could have easily like just turned around and walked the other direction and done what you had to do, and no one would have known. Yeah. But for some reason, we feel the need to put on this like theatrical display in case somebody is noticing what we're doing and was just like, "Hey, why did that person stop walking? Turn around and walk the other way." Like yeah. that's how our stupid brains work yeah, yeah. subconsciously. So yeah. we have to go, "Dole." Uh, yeah. Dang. And then you go. The <laughs> or if you mess up like the directions on the GPS when you're walking, like if you're, you know, it says head south on Laquat Avenue and you'll go north or like you go the opposite way. It's also like for some reason when I, when that happens to me, I don't want to let people know that I messed up the direction, which I was <laughs> supposed to walk. Like for some reason I have to like pause you know, I take a break, like look around, let the people that were behind me pass me so they don't realize and then <laughs> turn around. You, you remind me of another point too, that I think is important to address for anybody who is an older generation than millennial. Right. Don't ever give me directions in North, South, East, West. Yeah, no. Like what you're asking a millennial to do is orient themselves on planet earth <laughs> without a gps and then just go that direct that's impossible it's impossible my dad does it all the time like uh, he'll be like oh yeah so you're gonna head south down or whatever down bay street or wh whatever direction he's giving i'm like D you know where i'm coming from tell me left left or right <laughs> you know let me pull out my paper map <laughs> yeah Wait, oh, let me just whip out my compass <laughs> you know what jordan said jordan was like shallow was like well but you know because he talks like that he's like he's like well, all you have to do is look at the sun, right? Where is the sun facing? Where is the sun going? Look, I don't have time to learn new systems or old systems for that matter. I have a supercomputer in my hand that makes sure I get exactly where I want to go Yeah, in the fastest possible way. Exactly. Yeah. Don't tell me to turn south at the big rock that looks like Ronald McDonald, okay? I agree. <laughs> um, but back to what you're saying about people being like having those weird things. The one that she said that I was actually going to mention was... She had a few good ones. Yeah, she yeah, like she did. caught right on. We, we love doing this thing where we try to point out or like just look at everyday things that we accept because they're norms and then think about how weird it would be like if it was just not a norm, you know, or like like if someone just gave you this, like even something simple like shaking hands, like how mm -hmm. did that become a thing or like, like just like yeah. simple things like that. But the one that she pulled up is like couples will all do this thing, right? Where you have like your top 10 stories <laughs> as a couple, right? And then you, there's a moment in, in a conversation with new people where you get the opportunity. You're served the opportunity. The conversation went in the right direction to tell one of these highlight real stories, right? And you kind of like look at each other like, like, are you ready? We're going to tell <laughs> you up. You're like, yeah, we're, yeah, we're yeah. going to tell the story. All right. Everybody on board, you know, your parts, I know mine, you know, and then you go and you just tell the story that you've told a thousand times, yeah. you know, and, to, and everyone does it. If people yeah. say they don't do it, they're lying they're, yeah. if they, or they're doing it subconsciously, but it's so true. It is so just it's like, so funny. we have all these little planned things that we pretend are like, 
Ooh, you just reminded me. Right. And again, it's, it's, <laughs> and, and it's based on the feedback you get. Right. So it's like, if some, something happens to you and you tell a story to a group of people and like, they're like, no way, that is crazy. You're like, this was a good one. I'm going to say it again <laughs> next time. <laughs> you know? <laughs> or if everyone's like, you know, losing their interest or like not telling, you know, everyone's like, oh yeah, that's cool. You're like, pretend didn't happen. Bro, life. Yeah. Like never bring it up again. That's like comedians, right? Like they, they have to go through that whole cycle of like just testing jokes. Yeah. That's, it's exactly that. You come up with your like, you're like 20 or you're like <laughs> your hour of entertainment or of uh, what's it called? Like your set. Yeah. And then you just perform it when you're making new friends. <clears throat> Let me tell you a story. <laughs> oh, fuck. Do you have any other stories? See? Uh, I don't really have stories, but we have like me and my girlfriend have like a weird dynamic. So like we kind of like bounce off of each other, you know? So like if we see people starting to get like hype and shit, we just look at each other and we just know we need to hype them up some more <laughs> because it's just like we, if you guys we, do do that all the time. Yeah. See, I experienced that. We see, if you, we see your energy like crescendoing, we're here to hype that up even more. Crescendo. Yeah. I like that. You good. You guys are good hype people for yeah. sure. We just want to make sure you guys are having a good ass time. It doesn't matter who you are. It's good. Yeah. You do do that very, very well. <laughs> oh man. Um, should we touch on, on, on some black Friday stuff since, you know, it's Thanksgiving <laughs> And yeah, I kind of want to tell crescendo story. You want to tell the crescendo tell story? The crescendo story. <laughs> that, I mean, it, okay, go for it. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> freaking crescendo, man. Uh, we saw him the other day, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. We were in the car. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Okay. So we just moved in to our new house, new neighborhood. You know, we're trying to like be liked by the neighbors. We're trying to be friendly. We're trying to be accepted. <clears throat> Little did we know we would run the neighborhood. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we, Hayden's outside taking out the trash or something. And there comes this old, scrawny, skinny, super sweet, seemingly sweet. Indian man with like, you know, his like gray hair all pulled up in a bun and just like so, so sweet and innocent. Uh-huh. And I think you invited him in to have coffee. Well, he, uh, he, I could already tell he was a long talker because every time I tried to like step away, like he never got the hint. He was like kept talking. So I was like, okay, this guy like wants to have like a long conversation. So, and we had just literally, that was, we moved in that afternoon, the, afternoon the day before, before. Yeah. And it was our first we morning. Didn't, we didn't there. do anything. We right. just like kind of sat around like, while the movers did stuff. And this was our first morning to like unpack and stuff. So I was kind of like trying to make the most of the day. It was, and it was early in the morning too. So I'm like, all right, Hey, I, I, we actually, you know, just moved in, we're unpacking, I'm doing a bunch of stuff, but, uh, if you want to just come in and have a coffee and you can just chat to me while I do it, like, that's fine. So he's like, okay, comes in. Three and a half hours, this man sat at our counter uh, top, just like basically telling us the story of his whole life, which was completely insane. Mm -hmm. Like he had stories of like he like snuck over here on a boat. He was like <laughs> ripping off gangsters in Philadelphia, like at their poker games, like hustling that like just like the craziest story that you can like you can only have if you grew up in the world that existed like 70 years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so anyways, eventually we somehow we're like, all right, we got to leave or we got to go do something. And we got we got him out. But I mean, you can take the story away from here. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, are you guys like DHC? And I'm like, I mean, yeah, sure. 
And he's like, oh, okay, I'm going to give you this cartridge and then we go together to get another cartridge, okay? And I'm like, no, I really, like, it's okay. Like, I don't, you know, I don't want it. I don't need it. Anyway, he, like, pretty much forced us to grab the cartridge. And then from there on, it became like a weekly topic or a weekly thing where he would always ask us if he, we wanted to go with him to grab another cartridge. Right. Because like the way he did this weird thing, it was almost like a, an intentional leave behind where because we had accepted the thing from him and he was like, oh, I was like, no, oh, no, I, I can't accept, you know, and he's like, no, 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 take it. And then I was like, they were like, okay, whatever. And then he's like, well, you'll just come with me to the weed guy next time and you can get one back for me and we'll call it even. And I'm, we, were, we were both like, no, <laughs> but like it was too late to give it back to him, yeah. you know? So he just tried to basically like, every, we had like a, a, like an imaginary Rolodex of excuses as, of, as to why we couldn't go with him every time he would ask, you know? So he'd be like, We'd pull up in the, the driveway it was before we had the gates. So like he just had free access, you know, he could oh just kind of walk over onto our driveway anytime. And he'd be like, hey, like you want to go? And you'd have to be like, no, uh, my mom has a violin recital, <laughs> you know, like we just make up <laughs> whatever we could on the spot uh, until until one day. He caught you without an excuse. Yeah, he caught me completely off guard. I was fresh out of excuses. And he's like, well, let's go. And I'm like, oh, no, I guess we're doing this. So we go on this convoy with him. He's driving. We're following him. We're in the G wagon and we're just getting into the worst and worst parts of Miami. Like it's it. We got to a point where it just looked like a third world country where there are chickens crossing the road and stuff. Oh, like roosters. Yeah. That's nothing, dude. Chickens cross the road <laughs> and roosters are in like Overtown and little Haiti and stuff. But this place was worse. I don't even remember where it was. It was in I'm still in shock. <laughs> um, so we get that. We like get to this, this neighborhood. We're like, Oh my God, like lock all the doors. <laughs> and it, it's like, it's one of those neighborhoods where there's no driveways. Mm. There's just like parts of the lawn that have two tire like tracks that are worn out Whoa. because people just go up over the curb and park. And like that becomes a driveway, yeah. but there's no actual driveways. <laughs> so, we pull up there and, uh, uh, oh, you sounded super nasally. We're pulling up there. I mean, I am stuffed up, but, okay. yeah. <laughs> but so we pull up and we're waiting, we're waiting. And all of a sudden this guy walks out of this dark abyss. Like it was just it felt like something out of a movie, like walked out of the shadows and comes and knocks on the window of the car and then oh this our, our crazy neighbor uh had gotten out of his car and is waiting beside our window also to sort of like broker this deal that we never wanted done <laughs> it was like the worst experience ever like, and we're so we're there and he's like um we roll down the window and this guy he's shirtless and covered in wounds like fresh wounds. Have we ever told you the story, Caesar? Yeah. Okay, good. Well, this is just for the listeners then. But he's covered in wounds. Like he has kind of like your colored skin, mm. like kind of like brown, darker. And they're all like pink, like just pink, horrible. I don't even know how to describe it. It's all over his body. And <laughs> we go, um, he goes, Hi, hey, what do, you, what do you want? And I'm like, uh, and he, oh, and he prefaced it by saying, I'm sorry. I, uh, I don't 
have that much stuff right now because I was actually just robbed uh, a couple days ago and they tied me up and dragged me down the street behind their car, like on a rope, you know? And I'm like, oh my God, we need to get out of here immediately. Like this is the worst this is, we're obviously in a, this is a dangerous situation. Like what if this person, what if people come back to tie this guy up and drag him again for another round and now we're here too? So anyway, so then we left. <laughs> that reminds me of like that part in Gladiator, the movie, where they just drag people up <laughs> through the carriages, but just modern day. Yeah, that's what happened to this so anyway, guy. Oh, but we, anyway, so we left. We got Omi's ca- his cartridge back yeah. and then we're like, okay, we're out of this thing. We never have to see this guy again. Yeah. And then the Om gave the guy my phone number Oh, because he was like, Oh yeah, here, just shoot him a message and then he can, and then you can message him whenever uh, you want something. I'm like, which is never, you know, but, um, so the guy's messaging me for like a week, like, Oh, I got this in, I got this in. I don't respond to anything. I think, okay, I'm in the clear, like we're out of it. And then do you want to tell this part? Yeah. And then we just keep running into the guy literally like every other, every other day or like, like several times in a week. The first, the first time was like maybe two weeks later. And Simon was staying with us at the time. And I pull up to a light and there's a, a guy, you know, who's asking for money and he's playing a saxophone. And I've I'm seen like, him. Have you seen him? Yeah. That's I, the was, guy. I was riding with you guys and you're like, yo, that's crescendo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's his name. His stage name, I guess is crescendo. That's what, what we were told his name was. And then I saw him playing the saxophone. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But it's like, what? I just don't get, what is the hustle? Like he's a drug dealer slash street saxophone player. In between traffic in Miami, it's a weird, so weird, man. It's a very weird thing. But anyways, he, me and him had like kind of locked eye contact when he was playing the saxophone the very first time, and we both kind of placed each other, you know. And maybe he was a little upset because I had been ignoring him because obviously I wanted nothing to do with that situation. And eventually, and, and like literally, he just it felt like an eternity. It was maybe like probably a straight minute. He just stared into my eyes and played the saxophone. <laughs> Like, like you fucking blew me off. And then the light turns green and me and Simon are like, let's get out of here. But we've seen, we've seen him maybe 10 times since. Yeah. And he pops up all over the city. Mm -hmm. Like he's playing the saxophone downtown. Yeah. Wynwood, Coral Gables, Coconut Grove. He's everywhere. So if you ever come to Miami and you see a guy playing the saxophone, say what's up. (laughs) Say what's up, Crescendo. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god Yo, you gotta respect the hustle they're like texting you all the time like people pay for text messaging services he just he's his own he, text he messaging service <laughs> yeah. yeah oh man that was crazy though that was crazy that was- anyway and also uh, luckily our neighbor moved he, oh. he was also quoting uh marilyn Mon- manson yeah, he had some very odd tendencies yeah he also he pulled this little scam on me when we first moved in he told us that our nate that his neighbor so the one that's directly across the street from us has this bad habit of throwing trash out in our yard waste pile like whoever lived here before uh you know and and he's like so if you ever see it there like see garbage there and it's not obviously not supposed to be there just come just don't bother yourself with it basically just come to me let me know and i'll go talk to them so I'm like, oh man, what a nice guy. Yeah, what a good neighbor. Right? Don't want me to have to have ne- ne- negative interactions with other neighbors, right? When I moved in, so I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. And like, I never actually asked anything of it, but because I assumed it was the person across the street, there would be like crazy amounts of garbage in our yard waste pile. 
constantly. I and mean, if people are like, what the hell's a yard waste pile in uh, coconut Grove where we live, there's every house has an assigned sort of area because there's so much uh, like plant Nature. cover here that uh, there's, there's like these places where you, where a yard waste truck comes and picks up your yard waste every, every week. So anyways, <clears throat> shit was like, popping off in there all the time fridges and couches and like all the whatever and whenever something got dumped there i'd go put it back on whose like front yard i thought was doing it right anyways doing it for months and months and then one time i was just like okay that's enough <laughs> this is i'm not just playing this game anymore i'm gonna go confront the person about it so I go across and it's this nice old lady who obviously can't move fridges and couches, yeah. you know? And I'm like, hey, what's going on here? Every time I come home, uh, you know, after the gym or work, whatever, I get here and there's like, there's a bunch of shit in front of my house. It's a total eyesore, you know? And she's like, oh, like that's, that's the guy next door. Like, you know, I'm. I'm, I'm old and I don't have the energy to fight with him all the time. I fought with him for 20 years. Like, I just can't do it anymore. Like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I've been putting all this stuff on your front yard. <laughs> it's really been this prick the whole time. And, uh, then, then eventually I was like, uh, uh, uh oh, well, she said that a whole thing about how she was too tired. I'm like, don't worry. We're young. We're not tired. We've got lots of energy. We'll like, we'll take over this battle for you. So we started dumping it over on Ohm's thing and it turned into this big thing. War. Like he, we war, would literally, yeah, we would, he would put a couch in the, in the pile and then we would have to move the couch back to in front of his house. And then we'd come back and it'd be in, in the pile again. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It, got, it was crazy. It was crazy. And, uh, I mean, we obviously won. We just had more, more energy and we, you made him move out. He did. Well, he, he was trying to sell that place for a, for a while. Um, and he did a bunch of like home renovations on it that I'm sure that were not to code. So I'm sure he, it, that's why it took a long time. But yeah, he did eventually, he did eventually move out and we won the war. And now the neighborhood is, it's better for it. Yeah. Hey, you guys have like a bunch of kind of crazies through the neighborhood. Like that one time when Steph was boxing and that lady just comes walking at us and she's like, can you guys fucking move? <laughs> oh my yeah, that God, dude. That, Do we have that on, on video? We have that on yeah, video. Jesus, too. we should post that. Yeah. That was, well, but that lady since apologized, I would feel bad. I don't care. Yeah. It's so funny. She becomes a meme. I would hope that happens. Yeah, no, we do. Because it's a bunch. This is this neighborhood is a bunch of old hippies. You know, we're like, we're the youngest people in the neighborhood by 20 years. Yeah. You know? So, and they've done things here a very particular way for a long time. So when we do anything that's sort of outside of what they're used to, they like, they freak out about it. Well, we were talking about it the other day. You know, we'll do, we do. So we have a, a German short-haired pointer and anyone who knows that dog breed knows how insane these dogs are they need to be exercised so much right so see when you whenever you watch him you do you take him on a scooter you know i walk him you walk him which yes. it tires me out more than him yeah 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 well if he's if you're walking he's really walking you yeah he's walking <laughs> technically if i tripped he'd be just sled dragging me <laughs> yeah, across yeah, the neighborhood yeah, yeah. yeah. he's trying yeah. he's trying to pull all the time so we actually started by uh i would go behind him on a skateboard and just let him pull me around on that and then I wanted to be able to do it too. And I don't feel that comfortable on the skateboard. So yes. we bought the scooter. So we bought a Honda Ruckus, which is kind of like, like an edgy scooter. Mm -hmm. 
and we leash him to that. And I'll, the first, like, we'll take him around laps of the neighborhood. And one lap is about, about 0.6 of a mile. And so the first 0.6 of a mile, I'll let him just drag me with the thing turned off. And then when he gets too tired to drag, usually it's after one lap, I'll turn it on and just let him set the pace. But like, how, how much is that between what? like the ruckus and you? Like he's like legitimately just dragging. Oh, a lot. Yeah. The, ruck, the ruckus is definitely heavier than me. Maybe like yeah. three, 400 pounds. Mm-hmm. And then Dude. plus me. Yeah. Have you, uh, today Dexter was laying on, on the couch and I was looking at his neck. Dude, he has like a Mike Tyson neck. And I I think it's from dragging <laughs> you guys around. Dude, he's so jacked. And like his hind legs, when he stands up and stuff, he looks like one of those like super jacked pit bulls. But it's weird. You don't notice it on him because you don't look for that on a dog like Dexter. But then every once in a while you're just like, damn, damn look at those ham hocks. <laughs> but this guy's training like a pro athlete. Yeah. He eats only raw food. Mm-hmm. He does his multiple like training sessions a day mm-hmm. and then he goes for his ice baths in the pool. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> he just like, he gets right out of training, runs into the pool, whatever. But I, I got sidetracked. But the point was he, uh, he like, that is an unusual thing to see it. Right. Yeah. To see someone r- like running with a dog, like leading the way on a scooter, you know? But when I try to think of it from my perspective, if I saw that, that would make me laugh. Yeah, you I know? think it's I'd be cute. like, that's I'd be like, that's so funny. But the amount of people who just have a problem with it in the neighborhood, and like this is not a these are not busy streets. Like this yeah. is a very secluded neighborhood. There's not nothing going on other than people walking around. So it's like people will legitimately get upset. Walk someone's yelled like, walk your dog like the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, your dog's obese for one. <laughs> I'm not gonna take d- advice from you. And second, Dude, what, how is it disturbing you? Yeah. You know, if we do that two, three times a day, I will probably, the coincidence of me running into the same person every time is so small. Like I probably see them once every two months. I'll see one person. And so like the scooter going by you going, and then that's all you see. That's driving you nuts. Remember the one person was like, we all talk about it. <laughs> what? I, I've never heard that one. Yeah. Yeah. Someone was giving Steph crap the other day. This for used it. to be a really nice peaceful neighborhood we've all talked about it none of us are happy with it i'm like don't Suck, care. sucks to be you <laughs> yeah it's like well, I, that's how little is going on in those people's lives though that i don't know how big this group is that do they have meetings about this group? apparently Probably. i mean also also mind what? you like we we're considerate of the time we go out like i usually take dexter out at like 10 at night when i know there's like maybe one person walking their dog right. on the street anytime i see anyone on the street i make sure that i slow down i go to the opposite side you know because i don't want to startle them or their dog right and it's like the last time that i did that this I was, I slowed down to go past this person that had two dogs and the person purposefully let their dogs come really, really close to my scooter, like barking and like wanting to like bite me. I don't know what they were trying to do. <laughs> yeah. So, but, super yeah. weird. Super weird. But yeah, people get all like, they just like it a particular way and they don't like change. Or they don't like people doing anything different. Yeah. Besides like speed walking. There's a lot of those. A ton of those. Sometimes I think it's that lady who gave us crap when we were boxing, and then it's just another woman that looks looks exactly the same. Sometimes when I see you guys like pulling in and everything, like at the end of the road, I see this like group of like old ladies, like three of them, and they're just like looking like this down the street and probably just eavesdropping or like talking shit. (laughs) It's the ones with the loud cars and the freaking ruckus (laughs) again. (laughs) Wendy, can you believe these people? (laughs) Like that's what I imagine every time. 
It is. I, I that is what goes on. I th- we're just entertainment. But like, you're, like the, you're doing them a favor. The way you know, like the way like people like to get upset about random things on social media. Mm-hmm. We are that for this older generation. like generation that doesn't have social media. Yeah. So they're just like choosing to get upset about these random things the same exact way. Their just little network is only the neighborhood. Yeah. Wow, that was deep. That was deep. Oh yeah. <laughs> when we're gonna talk about Black Friday stuff. Yeah. Then we have all the deals going on. Yeah. Caesars, you've been working feverishly on all the the assets for it. Oh yeah. Um. So what do we have? We have apparel, which is all our our five most popular designs from 2020. That usually we never do reprints of. We brought them all back. They're also gonna they're gonna be available in different colorways uh, than they were originally. Gonna be available in sweaters. Mm-hmm. hoodies crew necks like all, all different all different types of stuff um we are doing you buy a year of nutrition coaching you get an entire year of training for free which is an insane deal um we have black friday deals on our new courses that we dropped um what else i think we're doing either it's either 100 or 150 you'll you'll see it when the email goes out people or when we post on our social media but if you spend over 100 or 150 i can't remember exactly what we chose dollars on the apparel site uh you'll get free shipping um yeah and there's tons of other stuff go check my social media or hybrids or Steffi's or anybody who works for us because there's so much going on it's going to be crazy and the team has just been going going nuts trying to get it all together yeah i'm psyched for that arnold hoodie Wait, yeah, do crew people, neck, crew crew neck. Do people know that we're dropping that one? They, will, we? they will now. Well, we had, I was going to do the last reveal today. I've been oh. doing like one or two a day. The uh, beep so yeah, hoodie. No, no, we can't no. know this. <laughs> this goes out today. So uh, yeah, we'll do. Or it's uh, the Arnold shirt is the last one that we're going to re-release. Uh, we did Baby Yoda. We're doing Baby Yoda. Um, the lifters from hell, Pantera knock. Bart Simpson sumo is for cheaters yeah. in multiple colors. Um, oh, baby Yoda's coming in a hoodie too. Uh, we're doing Arnold, the le- the very first Legends drop. So if you've, been, if you've been collecting the Legends releases and missed the Arnold one, which was our very first one, this is your chance to get it in the original black t-shirt or you can get it in a crew neck now. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's one more that I'm missing, I think. Oh, the, uh, I don't even know what to call it. Probably the weirdest design we've ever done that people just loved. The one where the Are like, the kids? yeah, it looks like an old school like lunchbox yeah, yeah. front, and the, the centaur is like teaching the kids. Yeah, that's a that's a trippy one. That yeah. one's pretty cool. Yeah, and that's it's in a coming in a baseball tee, yeah. white with red sleeves, and then a, a white tee. Mm-hmm. So tons of stuff there. What's what's been like the hardest thing for you guys on the media side? getting everything ready uh, so you see like our our job kind of like stops where yours ju- is just starting you know like we'll do the like we're the thing that you see mm-hmm. but like all the work actually happens at the know? back end yeah uh dude most of the time it's just like the whole process is always just really time consuming so no matter how streamlined we're going to be like it's going to take a certain amount of time so having this like the three of us now like nick deb and, and me together is like speeding up things a lot especially with nick like banging out photos like a freak yeah he's been such a good asset but like on my end right now i'm working on this this ad the one that you thought of with the the painting Uh, like the black friday thing on on the wall dude that thing okay so when you film something it's 24 frames per second right so every second is 24 frames 24 fps exactly 
when uh, I know the lingo F stop, whatever <laughs> I have to paint in one frame per second for those 24 to be able to make that come in. Oh. So that's taking a long ass time, wow. That's crazy. but it's going to be worth it. That's yeah. That's thing. sick. Yeah. That's, that's fun. super cool. We, it's, you know, we always come up with these ideas. We'll come up with things that we're just like, Oh, you know, it'd be cool if like this happens in the video. And then can you do it? See, we're like, yeah, your problem now. <laughs> and we're just like, <laughs> we're so smart for coming up with this idea. And then he's got to figure out how to do it. Caesar's like, yeah, yeah, we can make. It, <laughs> yeah. I can make it happen. <laughs> like twitching. And Caesar will never be like, oh fuck, like that's so bad. But Nick will. So, <laughs> dude, I get hyped. Uh, yeah, I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's go. Because you're pumped of like like what it's going to turn out to be. Yeah. I think more than anything, and you like, like pushing yourself to learn those things. I think too. Um, which is cool, but yeah, like when, when I, we were, I was explaining like that idea of like the painting thing, Nick's like, fuck, that's a lot of, I don't know what he said, but that's masking. a lot of, a lot of masking. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what that means, but it sounds pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> and you just confirmed it. Yeah. Dude, the one that's, that was really fun for me was way back when we first started apparel and we were like, dude, we should make Steph jump out of this TV with a stack of t-shirts <laughs> And we're like, dude, that would be such a sick idea. Dude, I was up all night trying to get Steph to jump out this damn freaking TV. But it turned oh, out yeah, so dude. good. It worked and perfect. Yeah. And so, then she like threw the sweaters at us or the shirts. Yeah. And they yeah. Like, <laughs> Yo, they pop on. We were looking at our our ads from way back when. Yeah, when it was just like so me and Steffi. Funny, dude. It was a Thanksgiving ad like from four years ago or whatever. Huh. And it was Ali Scott's. Uh, goblet squatting a turkey like that was like photoshop on her it oh. is just a photo and like just crappy text like 10 percent like text off. that we probably made yeah. in like instagram stories yeah. yeah and then saved it and then posted it that's so crazy use yeah. code gobble yeah. for whatever percent off and like that was our Bla our thanksgiving black friday yeah. so so funny We've come a long way yeah dude i don't know it's it's insane you guys have always been really good at that like even like since the inception of like hybrid, you guys have always been good at having everything in the forefront of people's eyes. Yeah. Like, we, we've been good at getting our message across like concisely. I think that we've, that's definitely a strength of ours and also kind of being relentless in like not being afraid to be in people's face all the time. Yeah. Um, which I actually think is important for marketing. Um, but just the quality in which we do that is just so it's it seems honestly ridiculous to go back and look at how we used to do it i'm just like and at the time we we're like oh yeah we're fucking we're crushing this is crazy <laughs> this turned out fire <laughs> dude but the best part about all this whole process is like you guys have always been so open to like creative freedom that there's like no idea that you guys would ever say no to oh yeah so like, for sure which is which is amazing so like from from the mark like the creative team like having that creative freedom is like one of the most valuable things you could have like as someone who creates stuff yeah I, well i think it's just like we know you're gonna whatever idea that you come up with that, that you like want to put into a video creatively is better than anything that we're gonna come up with you know what i mean so it's like that's your world so when you have an idea and you're excited about it we're like yeah run with it because like the rose one the rose one was so my sick. favorite those are like those pictures are so cool um what are some other ones that were really fun the garage with the motorcycle and the old porsche yeah yeah yeah. that yeah. was like our first like step up where we're like, hey, we're going to pump this to the next level. Yeah, that was super cool. And you got like video of Steffi riding the bike, the bike. and all that. That was so really cool. You zoom in right by into the sick-ass garage in the middle of like 
Miami and stuff. Like, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Bro, how crazy is it that you like show up there and there's just random people shooting music videos too at the same time as we're shooting apparel? I know it's this. It's the most <laughs> that's Miami so Miami. Thing. Yeah, yeah, that is so Miami. We, they just came up to me and Nick and they're like, "Hey, is it cool if we film a music video?" And they're like, "Yeah, dude." And we're like, "Yeah, is it cool if we shoot this apparel?" And they're like, "Yeah, cool." And we just stay it out of our, each other's ways. Yeah, so it's, good. that's so funny, man. It's it is it's such a it's a such a cool place for that reason. Yeah, like everyone here is just like trying to make it with some sort of hustle and i feel like like even though whatever they were doing actually they're, they're kind of that's almost kind of good whatever they were recording over there yeah. but i liked it but even if it wasn't you know it's just like I, I respect that they're trying to do what they love and enjoy and and like that's something that's part of the culture here i think yeah you know and it was good to like mood music too like yeah. just playing like it was the same song over and over again. Don't get me wrong. But it was cool to have someone playing in the back while we're all catching like a vibe and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, it was nice. We didn't have to bring our own music. Yeah. And the, the funny part is I went again, I think it was like two days ago. I mean, the t- two days after. Is that's, that when you wiped out on the that's skateboard? That's when I spilled so nasty on the board, <laughs> dude. That was such Jesus a hard wipeout. Bro, do you know my hands? I've never got them the same. Like, I can't bend my hand back. I probably broke it and like something was popping out and shit. But I was like, eh, it's fine. But the two days after, I was skating at the top of that spot again. And it was Ace Hood recording a music video up there, no too. Way. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know if like, he still made music and stuff. Wow. But. That's <laughs> wild. I've seen. I've had. uh at, at our old gym I came out and and there was a bunch of dudes filming a rap video in front of one of our cars yeah. like <laughs> pretending it was like their car for the rap video oh, so and good. like throwing like money and stuff <laughs> like fake money you know you yeah. know you can they you find that all over Miami there's fake money all over the ground because yeah. people are filming these videos there's fake money all over the ground never in my life seen a fake all fake. along that back strip by Little Wayne Studio by the gym there's always fake bills okay get grab me one <laughs> okay okay We'll see, guys. I'll let you know when the next time when when he finds one. I'm, I'm just. You always I'm, do that. I'm gonna order a bag of fake money just to win this bet. Because anyway, you know I'm right. I know a good site, huh? I know a good site. Yeah, you showed you. me once. <laughs> um, Wait, with what? There's like you can buy just like prop money, like 250 uh, grand in fake money for like yeah, yeah. the use for movies and stuff. Um, yeah, well, or, or, oh yeah, so I came out and they're they're rapping and like whatever in front of the car, and I was just like, "Hey guys, sorry, I I actually have to go. I'm gonna need the car." And they were like, "Oh, oh. like ruin their whole flow." They would have, probably had. I mean, they'll go find another car that they can do that in front of yeah. anywhere here. But I thought it was hilarious. It was really funny. I feel like that'd be a good plot for like a, a parody music video, like yeah. for someone like Little Dicky or something. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, did you see there's a documentary that came out for um, Takashi? No. Takashi 192? Yeah, I was, just, I was listening to it on uh, Fighter and the Kid, like what them talking about watching it. Apparently, it was really good. What? Oh, you're making you lose, a ton of noise. No, sorry, I had an itch. Um, but yeah, uh, apparently he. Oh, God. Oh, man. Sorry, Dexter was really annoying. You're in our ears. Careful. Sorry. But yeah, I want to see that. He said that it made him actually like the guy, which I think is pretty difficult to do. He's a pretty yeah. weird guy. He's so, super abrasive. Know. Yeah. Is you stupid? <laughs> um, what else is new? You did, um, we did boxing together for the first time in a while. Yeah. That was pretty fun. Damn, you got so much better. You think? Yeah, it's insane. 
It's insane. You're not, and you're not like, you don't shy away from getting hit anymore, which yeah. is annoying. Cause I used to be able to just pop you once <laughs> and then you'd be like, Oh, and you'd kind of wait. But now it's like, if I hit you, I know I'm probably going to get hit too. Yeah. Which is really cool to just no, well, not cool to feel, but cool to see that you are getting a lot better. Yeah. So you gotta come spar with us one time. Yeah. So you just beat me up, make me mashed potatoes. Dude, yeah. I had, they, I had to spar Kareem and Jay. Oh. And obviously like they go, they go easy on you. Like they don't just destroy you because they can, but every once in a while they show you that they, they can, right? Like you'll, you'll leave an opening and they'll say like they could hit you 10 times. They'll hit you like once or twice yeah. and you're like properly, you know, <laughs> and it, it feels bad, Yeah, but it's, it is fun to do. It's, I actually rewatched one of the, your first boxing videos on YouTube and it's crazy, like day and night. Yeah. Like, especially with the sparring. Yeah. Like, I think the pats, I always looked more or less okay, but uh-huh. especially like sparring, sparring, shadow boxing, and like bag work, I've gotten so good. Yeah. Like, literally, Let him out. your movement around the ring is just so, it looks systematized now, not like randomized like before. Yeah. You know what? She explained really well one time when she finally kind of like, quote unquote, got it was you said you were there are certain ways to to move that like you just if you don't know those certain ways like and there's just a there's a few different ways right and if you don't know those then you just feel lost like if you just tell a random person to shadow box like dude don't tell me to shadow box if i don't know the moves like you just feel ridiculous right yeah but when you know like this is how my feet are supposed to move and like these are combinations that make sense and that's what maureen always says is chess not checkers checkers yeah so with chess it's like you know how many ways to say that you're what are you laughing i just remembered something that happened to me two days ago do you on this topic yeah I gotta, <laughs> I'll tell you so so with Ch- riley jesus so with chess if you are moving say the horse what do you call the horse you mean checkers with chess with or, chess or, or, you I think you said checkers and then the horse, but I, I sorry with chess. Yeah, say that you have a horse. Okay, and you is move. it the, is that the name of that piece? Because I I know the names in Spanish. I can't remember. Okay, whatever. If you have the horse, you know that it moves two forward and one to the side, or to the left or to the right, right? right. Like that's how how it moves, or like uh, two knights, knights. Yeah. two to the right and one to the front. Like that's how they move, right? And so there's like with when you are going to grab that piece, there's four spaces you can go based on the way that the horse moves. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know which ways the, the, the knight moves, then you can't use that piece. Right. It's like the same thing in boxing. There's a finite amount of things that you can do essentially. And there's a finite amount of things the other person can do when you do one thing. Right. So it's like, okay, in how many ways can you throw a jab? You can throw a jab moving your head to the right. You can throw a jab to the body and like drop one level. You can throw a jab, move to the side, whatever. And how can they answer? They can power your, your jab and answer with the right, power your jab and answer with your, with the left, or they can block with two hands or they can slip to the right or slip to the left. Like those are the things that you, that they can do. Mm-hmm. So when you start knowing, when you start building your repertoire of like what your options are in terms of offense and defense, then you start playing the game a lot better. If you think about it that way, instead of the way that I used to think about it was just like, I didn't understand the kind of like categories you need to form in your brain in order to understand the game. Um, and it was just more kind of like random. Like I would just do jab, cross, jab, cross whenever I thought I could land something. But yeah, I think like the, and that's what I love the most about boxing is the strategy. 
It is. It's, a, know, even, it's artistic. You know what I, what I thought was interesting because I've been watching so much of it with Steph and, and kind of have been there learning her progression, even though I hadn't sparred in months, I, I felt better prepared and like I had a better understanding, uh, just going in and sparring. Like I felt more comfortable than I had when I was actually doing it like multiple times a week. That's crazy. Yeah. But it just goes to show how cerebral that sport is, right? It's like with zero physical practicing and just a hundred percent basically studying, I was able to get better at it, which obviously only works to a point, but it was just cool to see. We also did, um, racing school, which yeah. was super fun. Wait, real quick. Talking about the, oh, the yeah, fighting. Yeah. Uh, so two days ago, I went to my my old gym that I used to train at because the, the one I've been training at, it was like just way too fucking packed. And uh, they have this whole section just full of punching bags. And I just like I just went in there to see what the hell was going on. And I see this guy and he's just like moving around the bag. And I was like, oh, he looks like he knows what he's doing, whatever. He punches and he kicks and goes, yeah, uh. <laughs> with the kicks. And I was like, please just be one. And he goes, uh, uh, and that was like his, that's, his that's his kicking noise dude oh and, uh, no 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 this dude's a big ass fucking dude don't all know him like he'd whoop the shit out of me but like the noise that comes out of him was just unbearable and i couldn't help myself but just laugh i had to sit in the corner <laughs> and literally laugh and watch him and laugh every time he fucking do you kicked. think they're aware probably do i don't think, know do you man. think female tennis players are aware oh yeah, that's half the that's half the fun of tennis, no? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Serena, that's Williams. how they every time they hit. <laughs> like it's so, but it's more sexual sounding than that. If I'm being honest. Okay. Do, <laughs> do dudes do the same? No, no. they're quiet, right? Yeah. Or they just—it's more of like the sound you get punched, like a, <laughs> you know, yeah. like one of those. <laughs> well, I mean, it's in line. But I feel I feel like they don't have to do that, or maybe it's like frowned upon to not do that noise. Maybe in tennis culture. It's in their contract. <laughs> they have to do it. Brings, it brings <laughs> up ratings. Yeah. It's like subconsciously tricking men because it sounds sexual. <laughs> yeah, They're like I like tennis. I don't know why. <laughs> I love this sport. <laughs> <laughs> um, Damn. Oh yeah. So how is racing school? Yeah. I wanted to talk about that too. Yeah, racing school was fun. I really loved it. I, I want to go back with all of you guys and do it again because it was so fun. Yeah. It was super fun. Yeah. I liked that it. it was uh, somewhat educational too. Like oh, they do, totally. They do like that whole hour or whatever in the classroom. And But honestly, if you don't know how to drive a... Stick. Stick of some sort, whether it's a motorcycle or a car, you can't hang. Like it'll be really difficult. It'll really? be really difficult. Yeah, because like imagine going really fast both learning how to use a shift handle and going really fast. Like when you first learn how to drive a manual car, you go slow, right? Like it's like, you right. Know. You're not racing and yeah. trying to learn manual. So yeah, I, I guess I couldn't imagine both learning how to race and learning how to drive a stick the same day. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there were some things that were easier. Like for example, when you're up shifting, you didn't have to use the clutch in in those cars. Those, they, they're just, you just jam it forward. Um, so that makes it a little bit easier. But you still have to use the clutch for downshifting, so. Yeah. And there's a lot of that. I just use the clutch every time because it was confusing to me. Yeah? Yeah. Well, and you're used to it because you, uh, yeah. you know how to drive manual yeah. perfectly, so. I was having a hard time reaching the brake. Yeah. I did the first 20 minutes of the of the the drive. No brake. <laughs> All gas, no brake. All break. gas, yeah. Because no. <laughs> every time I would try to hit the brake, I would hit the accelerator because they're really close to each other. And I would end up like wanting to slow down and actually speeding up. And it was terrifying. So were you just gear braking? Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. That's well, why the first round I it like it I sucked because I The second I, round did you use the bricks? The second round I was able to yeah, oh, I, okay. you just had to kind of like drop your knee to the left and like touch the brake with like your big toe. I see. Like because if you try to hit it any harder with wide shoes you can't. You're so fearless with some things. It's hilarious. Yeah. Like that stuff doesn't phase you at all. No. So, you know, Caesar was going through the footage and found that video of your spin out. What would you say it was like? Dude, she she's literally going fast. Like you see everything around her just zipping by. Like the car in the back is like so behind her. And all you hear is like screeching tires. And then you just see grass picking up and Steph's face is just ice cold. Ice cold. And she just stops completely and hits the shotgun. Just looks straight into the camera and goes, because <laughs> like, we had a dash cam on her yeah we had a dash cam on her and she just reverses like nothing and just takes off again <laughs> Dude, picture her spinning out and like her face dead serious dead. like in uh, uh, Talladega Nights yeah. when, what's it, the, the French dude he's just like having tea while the car is whipping around <laughs> that's exactly what happened it was ridiculous oh man this that's... boxing stuff is hardening you up real hard bro I know I don't know like, always been like she's that completely she, you're irrationally fearless about dangerous things and sometimes fearful of, of irrational of things, things that are not dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Like, like jumping out of a plane, you're just like, cool. You were not nervous at, at all. At all. At any point. At any point. I had two, two points where I was just like, this is where I die. <laughs> and like got super nervous. One was walking onto the actual plane that we were going to jump out of. And then the second one was when we were up there and they just opened the door. Hey, have you ever been on a plane when they open a door? (laughs) (laughs) I don't recommend it. It's insane. You're flying through the air and there's just literally the door is half, half the length of the plane that we're in also. And it just opens and a guy's just like looking out being like, Oh no. Oh, we can't go there. Too dangerous. The, 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 the cloud and wind cover. He's like, nah, we got to go find another spot. I'm like, wait, there's spots that are dangerous? See, I didn't know that. What do you mean? Like, how about not, we go somewhere where it's never dangerous or something? Is that Does that exist? <laughs> the ground? Yeah. Like, let's get back on the ground. It's like, let's find the perfect hole to jump through. Basically, is what they were trying to do. And that just seemed insane to me. That So that was the second time. And then I didn't really have... The third one was like... The five seconds of horror, like when your brain's just trying to figure out what's going on. Like it's so stimulated when you are like the first fall out of the plane. And then after like five seconds, you're just like, I could tell my pupils are probably still my whole eye just from being freaked out. But like you kind of go like, oh, whoa, okay, I'm not dead. (laughs) And like you have so long to to think about it while you're free falling that you kind of, I kind of, like I relaxed enough to be like, I'm probably not going to die. But the second he pulls that shoot. You're freaking out a little bit again because then you're like, it like it yanks you really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really hard. I don't know. I guess like if I were to die doing one of those things, I'd be happy because because that's living. You know, it's like I the risk versus reward is like makes sense to me. Right. I'd rather, I'd rather yeah, die the, doing that than not doing it at all. And I because get, that's not living. I yeah. get the idea that life, life, the point of life is to have all, all of these different experiences. experiences. So like you want to have them. And if you die doing one of those experiences, yeah. like at least you were, you had done some experiencing. That's a I pretty that. badass way to go too. Like, Hey, oh. yeah, my, my aunt passed away skydiving, but she was a fucking badass. 
Oh, no, but I mean, it's an unfortunate that's accident. That's a closed yeah. casket funeral for sure. Well, if that'd yeah. be a mess, I wouldn't want to. Yo, but see if you that. survive it, it goes back to like having crazy ass stories. Yeah. Like yeah. people who survive jaguar attacks. And Shark like attacks that. or like, yeah. Or they get lost in their woods for 27 days. Yeah, I learned this fact about squirrels. Yeah. That there's all. Oh there's, my God, dude. That was so <laughs> random. Well, it's related. It's related. Okay. Because so. Let me tell you how I got to this. I was watching um, your, the thing that you were on with Men's Health. Yeah. Where they, Steffi was on the show called uh, America's, Men's, America's Next Top Trainer. America's Next Top Trainer. And she's a judge. But anyways, it was it's on like the Facebook network, whatever their like TV streaming thing is. And uh, it just plays things afterwards, sort of like the way YouTube does. And the one that was like one or two after you was this guy who set up a ninja warrior obstacle course in his backyard for squirrels. <gasps> I saw that. Isn't and that like, amazing? Yeah, he had the catapult. catapults <laughs> yeah. and shit, but they yeah. learn how to actually get around it. Yeah, they're, they're amazing. They're, so it's all suspended like off the ground and he slicks with grease all of the poles that are part of the course. So they can't, cl- there's only one spot that isn't slicked where the squirrels can climb up on. So that's their starting platform. And then they, they have all these different things like, you know, the, you know, that ladder that you have to try to walk up at yeah. the carnivals and yeah. then you fall. How is this tying into a conversation? I'll get there. Okay. But <laughs> so anyways, well, th- this is just a cool topic. I watched the whole thing, but uh, it got to a point where one of the final things were they set up like this stuffed animal that he dressed up like a pretty squirrel, squirrel, you know, to distract the guy squirrels. And if they, if they wait too long on the platform, looking at the pretty squirrel, they get catapulted like, like a pressure <laughs> catapult flings them into the, like the air, into this net. And then this is how we got on. This is why I got onto the topic. The squirrels, there's almost no height that you can drop them from where they actually get injured. Yeah. Like they can jump off the roof of your house and be fine. And it's because like the really extreme version of this is the flying squirrel that can actually like almost create wings. But these ones can slow themselves down, like just using their, I don't know what it is, like their their fat and their skin. Their body. They just like make themselves all wide. And then they have like these shock absorber things like like that. Cats, the same way they sort of like absorb the fall with cats. Yeah. But they're also breaking it down. Like when you got flung in the air and was spinning, the squ- the squirrels are so intelligent at like- Their spatial awareness. Yeah. It's like you, he broke it down. So he's like the squirrel turns his head until he finds like the place where he's going to land. Yeah. And then from that point on, the squirrel's like eyes never lose that focal point and it just moves its body around its head basically. Mm-hmm. And it does like thing, it does things like puts its arms out wide when it wants to s- slow its rotation and, and spins brings its the tails head, too. And, and spins its tail and then brings its arms in when it wants to rotate faster. So it like always lands perfectly. That's crazy. That's crazy as shit. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. Yeah. But that's a thing. So a squirrel, you can't kill a squirrel that way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but by the way, you were ruthless on that show. I was just about to bring that up. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. If anyone is listening and hasn't seen uh, that epi- the episode where Steffi's a guest judge on America's Next Top Trainer, Please do. But it's honestly, I just felt so bad and uncomfortable for the guy. Oh, you said this is Debbie. You said zero things. <laughs> like, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, 
I don't know what you said. I got zero things from what you said. <laughs> and I don't know if it was because you're nervous or you didn't understand the question, but man, like, oh, uh, dude's face. He was just like, look, <laughs> that was rough. But you're, it could have been, we cut. no, that was not a good answer. No. Not a good answer. Definitely worth the watch, though. It's an unfortunate answer, honestly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know what? He you met you. He messed up all of the other judges' ones too. They, he was definitely nervous. I think that's what happened. That's tough, man. If you're not used to like being put on the spot like that, and then being put in front of cam- uh, on camera and knowing that everyone's gonna see you, whatever your answer is. Yeah, I would have done really bad, honestly. Like back then, before I had like camera experience, you put me in a high pressure situation like that with like technical answers. I feel like I would have probably wouldn't have done bad, but I wouldn't have done like very well. Do you remember that one, the Miss America pageant where that one contestant got like really flustered and was everywhere? That was so bad. Well, what did she say? So she was asked the question, like studies show that 60% of Americans under the age of whatever can't locate the U.S. on a world map. Why do you think that is? And then she just went kind of into like an incoherent rant. Like she started off with, I personally believe that Um, most Americans like such as, uh," and then just like, like none of it made sense. It was just like a stumbly, most Americans don't have maps and like, um, <laughs> no. yeah. And I just felt bad because like nobody's that dumb, you know, like it, she was just very clearly flustered and was probably expecting some question like how if you were Miss America, how would you help achieve world peace? And then they have some generic like answer to be able to say, you know, they've practiced a million times and that one just threw her off and she was Oof. but she was on every talk show like Jimmy Kimmel. Like all the, like uh, Colbert, like they all just ripped her. Yeah. That would suck. I'm looking for it. I want to see if I can. So yeah, do it. Seven years ago? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. it was a while so ago. A while ago. <clears throat> Play it into your mic. Oh, I have it. It's. Time for the ridiculous. And tonight we're adding pageant haters. That's right. All you skeptics out there who don't appreciate American families with children. No, 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 I don't think I'm going to be able to find it. There's too many. You don't think? There's too many pageant fails. No, type. U.S. Americans, like such as. I'll see if I can pull it up here. Oh, it's Miss Teen. Miss Teen USA. I got it. Okay, hold on. He's got it. He's got it. He's got it? Yeah. yeah. A fifth of Americans can't locate the U.S. on a world map. Why do you think this is? I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have maps. And uh, I believe that our education, like such as in South Africa and uh, Iraq, everywhere like such as, and I believe that they should, uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. or should help South Africa. It should help the Iraq and the Asian countries. So we will be able to build up our future. Thank you very much. No. You know what I mean? Like, nobody's that dumb. Like, she was just saying random country names at one point. Yeah. Like South America or no South Africa, South Africa in the Iraq. <laughs> no, the, the dude was just like, 
Is that Mario Lopez? I don't know. Let me see. I think it was. It is Mario Lopez. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, no, oh, it's like man. The, he, he knew. He's just like, whoa. This shit just got off. Right. Yo, yeah. the fact that he was able to hold his composure and not laugh is unbelievable. Because I would have been on the floor. <laughs> I would have been ruffling. I would have been ruffling. <laughs> Look at the courtesy pat on the back. Like, Oh, dude, uh, he's got a big smirk on, though. He's like, Dude. oh. Okay, I think we should That's stop. Yeah. Oh, man, that was a fun one. Yeah. That was fun. Thank you guys for listening. Happy Thanksgiving. Check out all of our Black Friday deals. We have everything from training, nutrition, to courses, to uh, apparel. All awesome, all great deals. Um, definitely worth checking out. Yeah. Hey, uh, follow Caesar at Caesar Lorca underscore. Yep. Um, your page is awesome. Yeah, he's been seen. putting out some really cool stuff, like all those tips, uh, like media yeah. tips and stuff. Yeah, that's so awesome. I, I we just recommended it to somebody recently. I was like, I think, oh, I was on a podcast recently, and I was just like, there, there's so many free resources out there, like things that can help them, like mm-hmm. even just like within our own company, our media director, he posts tips and stuff up there all the time. I yeah. appreciate that. Super, super uh, valuable. Yeah, so check him out at Caesar Lorca underscore. All right. All right. Thank you guys Let's for listening. Some turkey. Bye. Bye.